Hello, 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 and welcome back to another solo bots episode, Beware of the Stripper. It's been a bit of a weird one this week. I've had a very up and down and not particularly wildly eventful, but certain moments this week where I've been feeling more anxious and I think one of the reasons I know why I feel a bit more anxious is because I met a boy. We don't know if the boy is good or bad, we're just processing, we're digesting but yeah I met a boy and I ended things with another boy and I'm going through my routine of anxiety and stress I go through when I meet someone I quite like making sure every text is carefully curated and analysed to send off the right impression for the maximum potential. You know, if I send one kiss extra than him, I'd, I'd, I'd die. I'd bury myself and I'd throw myself off a bridge and, and say I deserve it if I sent him one more kiss than he sent me. I'm making my selfies stylized and serene so he thinks I'm so effortless thinking of all the possibilities of why he's not replying, maybe because it's simply he can't be bothered, to his WhatsApp breaking and locking him out, or him being kidnapped by terrorists. Whatever he's going through, I'm I'm hypothesizing and making excuses. There has to be people like this out there somewhere, I swear. <laughs> um, but this is fine because... Roughly since October, I've been trying to be more intrinsic with what I want in a relationship and what I'm doing in my relationships. And a lot of that started when I met with a therapist because I realized a lot of my problems, well, not that I have like all the problems, but a lot of my own personal problems came with my intent to avoid relationships because I just think they're all doomed but what she helped me realize and what I'm currently working on is what I value above all and everything else is knowing what page I'm on a thing in the past that used to put me off in relationships was the fact that I felt uncomfortable to ask and they'd be like oh you're ruining it by giving it a label or giving it a definition and I realized me wanting that and wanting to know what page I'm on is not a ridiculous thing So since October, since the therapy, I've been trying to be more adamant and concrete on that and not really give a fuck if people judge me for wanting to know what page I'm on. If someone is in my life and they are taking up a segment of my life, I have to know what their intent and their purpose is. If you're in my life and I don't know what the fuck you're doing, then you shouldn't be there. You only have a finite time on this planet and a certain amount of energy per week. And if you can't know what that person's intent is in your life and if they're bringing in a net positive or a net negative, but if we can both know what page we're on and you can communicate that with me, for better or for worse, I'm wet. If they can't then I don't want to know them. Time is the most respectful thing you have to offer to someone. So you better communicate effectively on how you plan to give that time. When I don't know what page I'm on, I guess this is when I act like an erratic lunatic. But it only gets this way because a lack of communication. And I have started to begin to tell people that up front when I meet guys and say, hey, look, I'm a very normal and sane person. But if you don't give me 
the necessary communication skills, I'll go erratic. Sorry. I've given you the roadmap of how to make me a crazy bitch and if you don't communicate with me, I will be a crazy bitch. My thing is, even if it's not what I want to hear, I'll respect the person more for communicating that with me. When I don't get those answers, I literally start walking up to people in the street or on a bus and asking for their hot takes on my situation, even though they don't know me and choosing whatever narrative that soothes me the most and offers me a meek amount of comfort in the meantime which is funny as my stripping character would slap the living shit out of me and tell me to pull myself together and pull myself up by the bootstraps and take a hike so going back to the guy we're gonna call him wow guy and maybe I'll explain later on why he is wow guy at the moment we're doing the first initial dates and meets One thing I know for certain is I want to be honest with people straight off the bat that if I do date someone, I do it intentionally with a relationship in mind as I don't have a great track record of guys trying to use the casual relationship card and saying it's just as good as the relationship card. No, it's not. (laughs) Um, But with said guy... And as lovely as he is, it gets under my skin a few sloppy behaviours such as not listening or taking my words in properly. He does have redeeming qualities, but the feeling of not being listened to will put me back into a dark place. So it's up to me to bite the bullet and communicate my standards because I don't want to be a fuck buddy. I don't want to be a casual hoe. And if you do want to be a casual hoe, that's fine. But if you haven't guessed from today's episode title, today's episode is all about the problems and the mental hygiene around brackets, keeping it casual, close brackets. Friends with benefits, fuck buddies, these friendships where you basically hook up and you have this kind of casual interaction. I feel qualified to tell you a few hard rules of what not to do. So maybe I can save you all some trouble. But I can also tell you what I do personally that has worked for me. So if you're someone with similar behaviours to me, then this will definitely work for you. I can also tell you what I've uncovered in situations as a stripper in the club as we do get a lot of couples that you know are very much together together married very much just started dating on their first date or second date people who are poly or whatever we get a lot of couples in there's a pie chart I would say obviously predominantly three quarters are male and then almost that quarter, I would say 90% of that last quarter is couples. And then the thin 10% of that quarter is lesbians because usually lesbians don't really ever want to pay for the dancers. I'm going to get into trouble for saying that, but it's true. Whenever a lesbian comes in, they're like, oh yeah, we're so supportive and we love what you do, like peg the patriarchy. Meanwhile, what they call the patriarchy are in the private booth paying for dancers and they just want to watch the stage for free nah but anyway the advice I'm going to give today is probably not one size fits all but maybe there's little bits you can take and apply where you need to apply so without further ado this is are you casually being fucked over
So the first question you need to ask yourself to know if you're casually being fucked over is, is there a right way to do casual sex? And the answer is yes. And the pillar of doing casual sex the right way is communication. Where I've gone wrong in the past is assuming that the person I've been seeing has respect for me as I have respect with them. But I've been burnt too many times and I've realized that be a little bit more skeptical when you meet people with their intentions. You need to check you have that basic mutual respect first of all. Yes, respect's earned, but there is a basic 40% humanity respect I'd like to think that is programmed somewhere within us all. And then, you know, the rest of that 60% you earn over time. You'd be shocked by how many people just never switch the basic 40% on. And you can't start building trust foundations with that person. When you have the mutual respect, you can do most of the key parts of defining what this casual situation is. In stating boundaries and rules, you're obviously exploring a casual relationship because you don't want the commitment of a monogamous one or tied to a certain strain of relationship. But it doesn't give you the excuse to be an unkind, depraved and not honest person. Once you've established the basic respect, I don't care what the rules are so long as you're both aware of them and you follow them under that mutual agreement of both parties, that's golden. But the first thing you need to have there is the core respect and understanding of one another. You've got to be able to communicate across what you want and listen what the other person wants and speak back and forth about what you both mutually want. It doesn't matter if you're in a committed or non-monogamous or in a casual hookup thing. If you cannot open a conversation to ask what's going on or you feel fearful to speak about your boundaries, that is toxicity right there, my friend. And I know toxicity or being toxic is so casually thrown about these days. Oh, that's toxic. This is toxic, whatever. It seems like the buzzword of the day. But not being able to have your voice and have your say that is toxic. It does not serve you. When you are entering a mutual agreement, your voice should be heard and respected or else the person you're fearful to instate the boundary for is going to exercise the control in the relationship and they're off to the races saying, this is what I stated and you co-signed it so you can't complain about it. But if you put that stipulation in there and that agreement, then they can't really say shit to you because, you know, relationships, they're not perfect and you sometimes will get your wires crossed. But when you have that core thing to go back to, it's your kind of proof of concept the agreement you both made what you decided was both in line for what you wanted as you veered off on this journey together it's a relationship it is a rapport between two people if it's not being treated as a rapport i'm sorry you're in a fascist fucking dictatorship and you don't need to be fucking a fuhrer you get with the other person a 50% agreement of what happens between you two and if they don't agree to give you that 50-50 then tell them to fuck off. You don't need that in your life. If you're fearful of losing that connection to the person so you can't say how you feel that's not healthy and beneficial to you in the long run either. I know I used to be like this all the time in university and I used to be like this when I was younger. I was so scared of, you know, that closeness I built with the person leaving that I would hold on to anything that they would give to me. But now I'd rather shit in my hands and clap. 
it's better to say farewell to a situation that makes you unhappy than to be in a situation that makes you unhappy, that you're in so deep and you can't say farewell to. Always, always be willing to walk away if you're not being heard or respected. Feelings and caring about someone is not enough. If they're not meeting you toe to toe, nose to nose, whatever the saying is, then adios. Anyway, but back to the rules. Your rules might be that there are no rules or that you're both agreeing to be honest with other sexual partners outside of your agreement for sexual safety. A must STD testing, seeing the results for yourself every two months. Maybe your rules are you're not allowed or you are allowed to stay over at each other's house or maybe your rules are you like to do relationship type dates but you're not exclusive x y or z blah 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 make it as fun and as crazy or as simple as you like the main point is you have to have that clear communication and understanding that you both know what page you're on if you can't mutually agree on this you shouldn't be engaging or sharing sex with each other. What you need to avoid on the opposite end of clear communication and understanding is vagueness, precariousness and ambiguity. This notion of not knowing what page you are on and not defining the boundaries, not defining the rules. It's hard to put these boundaries as a lot of people think casual relationships or interactions are tentative and part and parcel, but they don't have to be. Whilst the words casual relationship in turn implies without commitment, you both get stipulation of what that means to you both. Your situation should suit your needs and your wants. If someone clicks in with that and you can both work it out, that's great. If not, that's not great. It's not worth it. And you always have these rules to fall back on. If one person's overstepping the boundary or under delivering in the agreement, you have the proof of concept of what you agreed upon. So I actually don't have a lot of sex at the moment, just recently because I've not been feeling that sexual. But I have three guys I call when I'm in the mood for some adult time. Not all at once, separately. <laughs> and The reason I have them is because I don't feel like going out and pursuing a new relationship where I have to establish new guidelines or I'm not looking for a new relationship because maybe I don't have time or I'm just really not there to give them the energy. All three guys know my situation individually. I know their situation and we can always ask open questions so it works. I even ask them if they're dating anyone at the moment and have a very casual chat about that and what we're doing or who we're seeing. If one starts dating someone and it gets serious, we communicate that. And when they put exclusivity on it, we don't see each other anymore. I wish him luck and we stop the sexual side of our relationship. And usually we're still friends, but we don't really chat like friends because, you know, he's probably doing that sexual side of things with his exclusive girlfriend. Or I'm doing the exclusive side uh, with my boyfriend. In fact, one guy now, he did get into a relationship. So yeah, just reminded myself, I only have two guys. So I probably need to find a third one because it's best to have two main ones and a little side piece in case the two main ones fail, you know, just that extra one in the oven, just in case you need it. (laughs) But the fact we have this long-standing agreement between us 
and they know about each other because we all speak about it and they probably have their own versions of what I have them as. We all have these rules and we're aware of what's happening. It makes it pleasurable and takes the anxiety out of it. For me, I don't want to be giving any guy who isn't in a committed relationship with me any type of girlfriend experience. So they very much get that. I made it so clear that girlfriend and boyfriend type behavior is off the counter. So it's clear and it's clinical and it's just physical. Is that for everyone? No, but they get it. I get it. And it makes my life easier. As I said, I like to know why people are in my life. What's their purpose? What are you doing here? You're not adding value then get the fuck out. Bye. The worst fucking example of a casual relationship gone wrong I ever saw was in the strip club. Shocker. (laughs) I walked up to this, what I presumed was a couple, and I asked if they were together. And he quickly said they were seeing each other casually and having fun. Nothing wrong with that. They're adults. When he left for the bathroom, I asked the girl how they met, collected customer data, so I know how to ask for a dance, and I got to work out the dynamics of the relationship, and she started to allude that she hopes it will cross into a more committed thing and not a casual thing, as she's seeing subtle signs and doesn't feel like they are have to bring up the progression as she feels like they're on the right track anyway. I wasn't going to shit all over her parade just based off what I know. Actions before words. You know, hoping someone will change without communicating only works in La La Land. Now looking back, why she didn't want to communicate her hopes is because she didn't want to surrender her casual access to him because she liked him more than what he liked her. She idolised him and thought that's the best situation she could broker for herself at the moment. And sometimes when a man hears that you want more, he bounces and says adios. It gets too much and he leaves. I can't cope with the feelings. But anyways, he was back from the loo and I asked them if they would both like a dance and they bought two floor dances and cash. Happy days. So when you dance for a couple, you make it more about the woman. You don't want it to feel like you're threatening her or you're trying to nick the guy's money or his attention. However, the guy started asking me to gear the dance more towards him. And he started giving me some extra money and I was like, oh, nice, some tips. He was loving it. She wasn't. I'm trying to appease her. And she's trying to appease the man who isn't her man, who also wants her to be her man, but she's not loving it and it's a bit of a hot mess I can tell from the energy between us three I stopped that dance and asked her if she's okay it's not a very good stripper thing to do but my inner woman just told me to do it he said it's fine we're only in a casual thing continue she gets up cries and runs out of the club I asked him are you gonna go and chase after her what what are you gonna do she just like left and cried because I don't like upsetting anyone he said well she knew what it was it's a casual thing uh she's just probably being emotional oh man but looking back maybe I've not been in that particular situation in her shoes but I have been in that realm of where she's been in and the truth is unless this is your first time doing it you put yourself in that situation this woman would rather push herself to the breaking point and go to a strip club she didn't want to go to and appease a man that wasn't hers 
often relinquish a casual relationship that wasn't working in her favor anyway or because she didn't have the confidence to know her worth and discuss her boundaries beforehand it's like she forgot she was commander-in-chief of her own life and she was living for this little slither of comfort someone else gave to her so casual relationships if you communicate you'll be fine you'll know where you're at you'll know what page you're on and you can't really get angry when people follow the rules if you don't communicate beforehand or express what you want out of that interaction or relationship the person gets a free pass to be a cunt and still gets access to you love check so the next thing that made it clear to myself if I am being casually fucked and actually doesn't allow me to be casually fucked is knowing the difference between love versus lust in stripping the difference between love and lust is very important to remember every man who seeks a dance off you is not in love with you it's lust to love someone takes time it's that feeling that has to be proven over a certain period to know if the feelings are true and in the club time is money so we only have time for lust you can mimic love but it's never really gonna be love before stripping i would go out with these guys and hang on to the idea of them showing me a glimpse of a caring act and say aha they're capable of love look there's the proof but looking back I was just being juvenile and naive and mistaking love for lust with rose-tinted glasses lust in its definition is more about following the sexual energy being infatuated romantic gestures to get you into bed only fucking focusing on the external everything that follows the sexual current and the sexual wave love is very different it's proof of being able to put someone before yourself protect doing hard things in reverence to someone else a compulsive response to help someone else that you love a compulsive response to help someone else who's in trouble wanting to suffer so the other person doesn't have to it's still being committed and choosing the person when they're still at their weakest or illest or not physical best when people marry each other it's this idea of we're proving our love to each other and they say this line which is probably the only thing in a religious marriage ceremony that i probably agree with and the vicar says do you promise to love cherish and respect him slash her in sickness and health for richer or for poorer for better or for worse and forsaking all others keep yourself only unto her slash him for so long as you both shall live to me that is a very good definition of what love is you know let's say it's your partner and they need help to bring a set of drawers across from town and they can't drive if you weren't in love you'd probably question and go oh i don't know if i have time but if you love them you're willing to go yeah of course i'll help you obviously in your relationship you should have boundaries you know if someone cheats or someone doesn't hold up their end of the bargain you should have a conversation if the conversation doesn't work then you should bounce but what I like about that saying in marriage is that you will always hold that person's hand whilst you're walking through life no matter how dark it gets or light it gets lust is just what's going on in your pants it's that idea of oh I like her or him I want to I want to give him a good rogering 
once I understood these two entities separately, love and lust, it made it so easy to distinguish straight off the bat and based off the impression I would get of people, whether there's potential or not, are they just wanting to get into my pants or is there a potential for something more to grow here? And I hate to admit it, we live in a lust-centered world and that's what makes romantic love so special, I believe. I will say though, if you are in a casual relationship just for convenience waiting around for something worthwhile to come along in a committed experience don't provide that loving aspect because the other person hasn't proved themselves worthy of that don't be a dick and still give them that respect we spoke about but don't provide the girlfriend experience or the boyfriend experience don't emotionally whore yourself out without commitment yes with a non-monogamous relationship it's different but for those people who prefer monogamous do not I repeat give your emotional equity away when that person is only providing you with feelings of lust and basically a penis from speaking with guys in the club a large number of them are simply not emotionally aware as women I often ask them to define casual because I'm interested and a lot of them summarize it as a friends with benefits situation which is just a synthetic girlfriend experience that they're looking for with all the perks of girlfriend but they don't have to do the commitment. I'm sure women do it too but I'm a woman working in a male-based environment and usually this is what I see. People will try to tell you in casual relationships, oh yeah, we can care about each other and be there for each other. But the casual is what allows someone to be selective about what they care about and be there for you about. The only thing you can do from that is exit and choose better. I'm happy and committed to doing emotional labour if you've got a subscription to the girlfriend membership. That person who is a boyfriend has made an investment and he has equity. So therefore, I can release my emotional equity when my partner needs support. But until you've given me that security of subscribing to my membership, I'm not giving you any equity at all. A hookup is a hookup. It's not a half in half out kind of thing that runs with me in my life yes have fun be safe and follow the rules you've both said that are there and the boundaries but that's purely physical and to the same degree it's clinical don't expect nuance niceness and warmness because in my rules that's not there I'll treat you like a human and I'll be kind to you on a basic human level but I'm not gonna give you what I would give to my friends or my family or my boyfriend because we're just too naked naked bodies slapping against each other there's no genuine kind of incentive to commit so that's my personal boundaries if you only want me for my body why should I give you the niceness inside of my head when you're not fully subscribing to the inside stop doing emotional labor I'm gonna say it a bit louder stop doing free emotional labor for self-serving knobs your time and your energy should be expensive as fuck We often go on so much about that at work or in the gym or in life, we're taking on too much physically. But as humans, we get quite good at forgetting we only have a certain bandwidth to bear mental stress too. Some have higher thresholds than others. I consider myself with a natural gift 
of having high cognition of absorbing people's problems wanting to help them and listen I guess you could call me empathetic by nature I don't believe in categorizing yourself just as an empath I think that's quite narcissistic within itself I think we're all a fine balance between the two of narcissistic and empath but I have a high ability to be empathetic and resonate and listen to people's problems it's part of why I'm good at what I do at my job whilst I do have a big reserve of mental energy because of the job I do and whatever mental health breakdown I'm having that week I know that even though my reserve is large I only have certain amount of bandwidth to spare to people professional psychologists and therapists are really good at separating and not taking other people's emotional residue with them home bravo to you hats off I can't do it but do not waste your precious emotional reserve on people who do not give a fuck about you. When you're creating your rules, always remember that. How much emotionally am I willing to give to this person in this agreement? Casual relationships are always painted in such an altruistic, perfect way by the person who's asking for them. But once you step back and realise how much emotional labour you've been doing without a commitment or an investment for the sake of lust you'll be horrified at yourself I know I'm horrified at myself you can have a hookup and it can be respectful and fun but in my life they're not getting anything deeper than a shell you can be as kinky as shit and I'll get down with the kink like I don't care but in terms of me and my inside what makes me care about people you're not getting it If someone hasn't got the drive to connect with me on a deeper level they don't appreciate my value and they should get nothing more or beyond that Love and lust, two very separate things. Know what they are, know how they function. And notice that lust is a very manipulative way to get what you want. I use it all the time in my job. I'm always creating a lustful environment so that people think that they're in love, but they're not really in love. And I can extract what I want from that situation. Don't think that men are stupid. And I'm sure there's gays and there's boys watching there who are into women, but you know I'm just speaking to the girlies at the moment don't think that men don't not know the same thing that strippers know how to do they know how to fully use lust as a tool to make someone feel that they are in a loving environment which isn't really that loving at all so wrapping up on love and lust it's a perfect way to segment into what I think is the most common way to identify if you're being casually fucked and it is baiting 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 we all do it and we all get it done to us it's not just done in a romantic setting but all kinds of ways work toxic family friendships the dangling of the carrot we so desperately want the changing of the goalposts baiting is probably the easiest way to know if you're being casually fucked as i said but the hardest to swallow uh no pun intended as you have to take yourself out of the potential paradox someone put you in you know you know them always promising you potential them always saying if x y and z happens maybe it can happen and them changing their mind when x y and z is fulfilled baiting is similar to breadcrumbing i would say 
But let me tell you one thing. As I said, this podcast is more for the girlies or whoever's just being on the shit end of the bargain. If a man truly wants you, there is nothing that will get in his way of getting you. He will pursue and dig until he gets it like a dog with a bone. Baiting is just a way of keeping you there as a convenience or a bench warmer because he doesn't respect you enough to pursue you but still wants access to your equity and your benefits without the commitment of a membership. If you truly are with the person out of physical attraction or the situation generally suits your lifestyle or needs at that point, great for you. But don't lie to yourself if he's promising you stuff down the road that he easily could give to you right now. Like I said, some respect is built over time. However, there should always be this initial respect at the beginning where you can communicate and say I can give you x and at the moment I'm not looking for y I keep on using x and y all the time mainly because of the reason that creating these agreements are specific between the two people the whole point why baiting works is that it's subtle and ambiguous and as I said earlier these are not what you want when you're entering an agreement with someone it's just the right amount of affirmation you want to hear but delay to the future so they can reap the benefits and not deliver next time you're dating a guy and he genuinely tells you he's only looking for something casual straight off the bat give him a high five and say thank you He's being honest and if you expect a committed relationship out of that, you're casually fucking yourself because you can't change what someone wants from the get-go and you're settling thinking you can't actually find what you want. Someone's deliberately told you, hey, this is what I'm looking for and this is what I'm going to give you. If you ignore that, you are casually fucking yourself. He's not casually fucking you. You're casually fucking yourself because you're going into something that has been said from the get-go. There are a good few quotes that circle around in my life and a family member of mine says I'm like a walking book of cliches but I just wish as humans we could remember when we need to make a clear judgment of where to allocate our time effectively we repeat the mantra of when people show you who they are believe them get away from all this kind of or maybe if this happens or that happens or another time or in the future, no, take things at their face value. If they're breaking the boundaries, then call them out on their shit. Take the responsibility of letting them know that shit doesn't fly with you. That way you put the message that games are not tolerated in your life. You have to almost like set an example and set a warning that it's not all right. I get it. It might be sad to go and have a look for that person again, but I'd rather be miserable and alone than in the company of someone I can't trust. I guess this is where I am with my own situation with Mr. Wow at the moment. He's promised a big dream and some ways in my own mind, I just don't think he's going to deliver. Although he has redeeming qualities, I suppose pose i feel slightly baited but he's made a big gesture so it's not so cut and dry but i think if he doesn't deliver on his gesture by this week which he said he would then it's a wrap it's the end of the day i told him very much the roadmap of who i am and i like to know what page i'm on I like to have dates in my diaries. I don't mind a bit of spontaneity, but I need that to function for my work. I need to know what's happening, what moving parts are going on this week and where is the time that you've allocated for me. If he doesn't deliver, I have to swallow my own medicine and cut him off. 
he keeps on saying that he wants to go on dates but he's really busy and then he keeps on asking me when I'm busy so it's just finding the right schedule but I feel like I'm asking more and he's not really asking but when I say to him if you're not into it then that's fine Uh, you know I'd rather just be honest so we can both do our separate things and he keeps on saying no I really am interested in seeing you so we keep on having this back and forth back and forth I do have a habit of being hasty so if he is genuinely busy I am ruining things for myself but I also have to respect my time and it is getting to crunch point so we're gonna see and we're gonna get an update on Mr. Wow. Now mulling it over I know I'm sliding into the baiting category so I know it's time for me to be entertaining my other options. I always like to give people when I first meet them the benefit of the doubt and give them like a nice exclusivity period and he's not really done too much with it he has had a hectic busy week but I've given you that exclusive period to play your cards so to speak so even I have to as I said swallow my own medicine and be done with it as I said if they don't respect your time just leave I think in this case I do think he's a lovely gorgeous nice guy but he's not being maybe honest about what he wants and is keeping me around because I'm a nice thing to have around like look at me look at my body look at my face look at my personality look at everything of course you'd want me around but maybe based off I want it doesn't suit what he's looking for which you know I think by the end of the week that conversation will be had and I will definitely, as I said, be able to give you an update on Mr. Wow. As we say, if they don't reciprocate, don't validate. Anyway, I hope this hasn't been too long a bots episode. I hope you found some good nugget knowledges in that and you can take away what you need from today's episode. Just remember, you always run the show, you're always in power and you're the one who chooses your own destiny so long as you believe in it and you call the right shots to do it. When it comes to pathetic little weasels, don't let them swindle you of your energy. Time is so precious and you only have a limited currency of it. I repeat, do not waste it on people who do not match your energy. You'll be fucking dead and regret giving what you had to someone who doesn't appreciate it at all. Get in touch if you have anything to say or any interesting ideas or points that you would like to share in the podcast or you think you could be a potential guest with the socials below. Remember not to allow yourself to be casually fucked. Thank you and goodbye.